This is episode 138, Developing Self-Mastery. Hi, this is Jocelyn with Striving to be Spiritual, a podcast for moms wanting to strengthen their spirituality. We use the teachings of Jesus Christ and the apostles to come closer to God and ultimately fulfill our divine calling of mothering and raising His children. Hello, this is Jocelyn. How are you guys doing? I look forward to recording another podcast episode with you. These episodes help me to be spiritually a better person, and I hope they help you in that endeavor as well. This past weekend was General Conference, and it was awesome! I really loved learning from the talks. I felt a lot more light and hope in this General Conference than the previous one, and it really lifted my spirits and lifted my soul. I hope there were some good talks that stood out to you, and I imagine in the future I will be going over a few of some of my favorite talks and discussing with you what we can learn and how we can strengthen our spirituality from those talks. Today, though, we are going to talk about self-mastery. But before we talk about self-mastery, I want to talk about the point of light for your life from my last podcast episode. And that was to do one small thing to get out of a rut that you might be in. I hope you were able to do that. I've made some steps forward with my own ruts, and we are in this together. We are striving to be spiritual together. The little story I have for you today comes from the Latter-day Saint Woman Manual, and I will link to it in the show notes. This is by Sister Kay Newman of the United States, and she struggled with an undisciplined appetite, as you are going to find out. I was a grown woman, with my own children nearly raised, when I came to the realization that I was my own worst enemy. And do you know what caused it? I'm embarrassed to tell you! A box of chocolates. During the Christmas holidays, I ate nearly a whole box of chocolates. Eating the chocolates represented my low point. I cannot describe what I went through to one who has never experienced similar feelings, but I was stuffed with chocolates, disgusted with myself, despondent, and thoroughly discouraged. Through this ridiculous, silly weakness, Satan worked with me and brought me down. All my feelings and thoughts at this time were unworthy. So that Christmas, I decided I would never experience that situation again. I sat down and I wrote myself a letter. In the letter, I described my feelings so I couldn't forget them. And I promised myself that I wouldn't let another year pass without gaining total control over my appetite. I've seen such progress in my life in that year since, and my confidence has grown daily. I know that I've almost won this particular battle. Do any of you struggle with the box of chocolates? (laughs) I've had moments and times in my life where I've really struggled to control that appetite and and develop self-mastery over these things. I like this scripture that says, He that ruleth his spirit is better than he that taketh a city. And there's also a scripture in Alma 38.12 that says, See that he bridle all your passions, that he may be filled with love. And that first scripture I quoted to you was Proverbs 16.32. Our appetites and our passions are like spirited, powerful horse. If they're allowed to run wild, unharnessed, and unbroken, they will kind of take us where they please. 
They may take us to dangerous and harmful places, but we would not destroy a fine horse just because it is high-spirited. When bridled so that we become master, the horse can serve us well. Likewise, when we become master over our desires and feelings, we learn to redirect them within the bounds of the gospel. These feelings then become our servants, and they can increase our ability to feel joy and love. That quote came from the Latter-day Saint manual, and that will be linked in the show notes as well, and I will refer to that quite a bit throughout today's podcast episode. Controlling our appetites when it comes to food, which is probably what I'll spend a lot of this one talking about, is not always easy. In fact, there was a time in my life where it consumed all my thoughts. All I thought about was food. All I thought about was the next sweet treat I was going to get, and how much I wanted those sweet treats and those greasy meals and all the unhealthy stuff that just tasted so good and were so satisfying to eat or they felt satisfying in the moment. I had trained myself to feel immense guilt after eating all those sweet treats, and it always made me feel bad. I wasn't living the spiritual self that I could be because I was living in guilt that I wasn't controlling my appetite a little bit better. I have had four kids. I've gained weight through having those kids, as many of us women do. We gain weight with burying those children and bringing them into the world. And that weight bothered me. It bothered me a lot. I didn't like it on myself. I was very self-conscious and I let it eat at me. I let it bother me. And it bothered me so much that I started feeling guilty every time I ate something I wasn't supposed to or shouldn't. I had a lot of mental work to do when it came to my relationship with food and getting along with it. After my third baby, I decided that I was going to change my thoughts about food. I wanted to bridle this passion. I didn't always want to be slave driver to what I wanted to eat and what I was feeling sounded good at the moment. I wanted to have more control and thus lose weight while doing it. It was not easy to lose that weight and to change those thoughts. But I have to tell you that changing my thoughts helped more than anything. For me, eating food and eating bad foods, foods that were bad for me, was a mental game. And once I changed those thoughts around that food, it became a whole lot easier to control my appetites with regards to food and to lose the weight. I was able to lose all of the weight after my third baby, and I am working on it with my fourth baby. And the second time around, it's still been hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not been easy. But it has been a little bit easier. I wish the weight just magically came off of me after I had a baby, but that is not the case for me. I have to work at it hard. I don't eat any white flour. I don't eat any white sugar. I try very hard not to eat processed foods. I drink lots of water. And I have to stop eating it like I try it for seven at night. I have to do all the things to lose the weight. And in the past, this has made me a miserable person. But since I've changed my thoughts around food and my relationship with food, it's a lot more fun and it's a lot easier and more manageable for me. In one of these podcast episodes in the future, I'll share with you what I've learned about my relationship with food and more the mental work of that. But for today, we're going to 
just move on a little bit more to other passions that might be controlling our lives. In the manual, it says, if we allow ourselves to express anger, jealousy, revenge, selfishness, pride, bragging, hate, and so on, they can bind us. They continually gain more power. They embed themselves into our character and become our habits. In this way, we lose not only our freedom, but also our self-respect. When we bridle our passions, however, we free ourselves of feelings that could be our masters. Those feelings over what I wanted to eat or over how guilty I was feeling about what I wanted to eat was my master for a long period of my life. When we bridle our appetites, we become free of wants that could be our masters. On the other hand, if we eat too much food or harmful substances, our bodies begin to crave these things and we become slaves to them. Hunger for worldly goods, when we already have enough for our own needs, and desire too much sleep or too much entertainment, such as television, are also appetites, and they must be kept within proper limits. Those were a couple more thoughts from that LDS manual. Gaining self-mastery is definitely a lifelong process. As we gain a greater understanding of the gospel, we also can gain greater desires to live its principles. And one of those goals is to continually work towards greater self-mastery. Once I felt like I've gotten a good handle on my eating habits, there's another habit I want to work on, like my social media addiction or other things that come up that I want to work on. We just progressively go to the next thing that is in our minds that we know we want to work on. If it's food for you, start somewhere. That's what I had to do. I think I even did a podcast episode once on how I withstood eating french fries from one of my favorite restaurants. That was a rewarding day, but it was only one meal where I did not eat those french fries. I can still remember it. (laughs) And those small and simple steps will help you move forward in your own self-mastery. I just want to close with a little thought from the book. Developing self-mastery in ourselves is a lifelong process. It requires faith and patience. But as we continue to build self-mastery, we will enjoy more blessings of the gospel. So my point of light for your life for this podcast episode is to think of one of your weaknesses. The one that came to your mind as I talked throughout this podcast. And choose one way to improve it. Maybe it is food that you want to improve and you could make a goal to drink two quarts of water a day. That is currently my goal, two quarts of water a day. And get yourself closer to self-mastery in an area that you would like to improve. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being with me as we continue in striving to be spiritual. Until next time. This has been another episode of the Striving to be Spiritual podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends. I hope you have a great day. Until next time.